Welcome to the Daily Mayhem Podcast. By the way, I saw you dancing over there. Steely Dan, hey 19. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Jack Package, at JMU Monty on Twitter. And uh, at the Daily Mayhem 1 is the podcast Twitter page. Appreciate the listeners. And uh, let's get right into a couple of listener letters. I got a letter from a guy named Kevin. He says, Kevin, every, uh, Kevin says, every time... I hear the name Jack Package. For some reason, it reminds me of the movie Titanic. Jack, why did she let him go at the end? Why did she let him go? All I can tell you, Kevin, is there was room for one more on that door. She's a murderer. It's a horrible, vicious movie. Terrible. I apologize. Kevin, by the way, I love our listeners. I would have made room for you on the door. Then I got another letter uh, from a young man named Scott who said, man, I can't I can't believe this trip. I want to get in. How do I get in? Uh, I'm a great golfer. I'm a great drinker. I think I'd be a great fit. Scott, I would love to say something nice about you, um, but our HR department here at the podcast would uh, probably delete the feedback. I cannot invite you. I am not in charge of that. You'll have to reach out to Julie. Thanks for the letter, Scott. I appreciate you. Listen, I'm excited about tonight's show. I have a very special guest. Uh, he was dancing there on the video. I could see it in my intro a few minutes ago. Uh, good friend, one of my dearest friends. I've known this guy for 40-plus years. Uh, goes on the trip to Myrtle with us. Just a wonderful human being, great guy. My good friend, Aaron Sachs. Aaron Sachs, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I've enjoyed the podcast so far. Let me uh, preface this all by saying that you are not allowed to ask me about any previous rounds of golf that I've played <laughs> or about any golf cl uh, courses that we've played. Okay. I have absolutely no recollection. Anytime I show up, all I remember is an expanse of green. Yes. I hit a golf ball, yell yes. fuck, walk <laughs> up, hit a golf ball, yell fuck again. This goes on. About five, seven times a hole. Doesn't matter whether it's a par three or a par five. And then about hole 16, my partner says, hey, Sack, stop grinding. We've been swept. Right. And then Will Sorry Smith walks up with a neuralizer. Nice. And you just forget it. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. Now, listen, I, I'm going to say this. I, you probably don't want me to mention this, but the last time you and I played golf together, you <laughs> shot probably the best round of your life. I shot a pretty good round. You had a hell of a round. We but were in uh, Meadows Farms in Fredericksburg, Virginia, back a couple of months ago, and you had a heck of a round. So don't yeah. tell yourself short. Hey, let me ask you a question, by the way. What are your pronouns? Uh, he, him. He, him. Okay. I think. I don't know. You think? Yeah. I, I think. Mean, I, is there another pronoun I have to say, like me? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm going to go he, him. I'm writing that down in case I need to refer to it later on in the podcast. I do appreciate it. So listen, Aaron, you are one of my dearest friends. We all know this. I've just talked about you a little bit, but tell us about your connection to the group and your connection to the trip of Myrtle Mayhem. Yeah, I mean, uh, you and Alan Evans go all the way back to, I think, third grade. 
Um, yeah, you brought that up the last podcast. Uh, we were thick as thieves pretty much ever since. I, me running through the woods to get to your yeah. development and then at midnight running through those dark woods again to get back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yep. And then uh, picking up other friends, like you'd said, through uh, high school, whether it be Rush Dog, uh, Danny Marsh, uh, and then uh, college connections, high school connection, I mean, uh, uh, work connections with Al, and then, of course, Carter Charter Colony then uh, infested the whole, whole program. I mean, it is like Rick said, it was like Doctor Strange opened some portal in these... I think he eloquently said, like, these charter colony assholes came out of this portal. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll let Rick answer for that on the golf course down there in in, uh, Myrtle. Um, You know, you and I had, you know, just not by design, but we also, we were elementary, high school, and then we wound up going to college together at James Madison, the James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia. So, um you were mentioned on an earlier podcast. You go way back with us. You've been to a bunch of the Myrtles. By the way, you were an OG, right? You were yep. one of the original guys. Yep. Um, the first 12 or 13. And you are not making this year's Myrtle. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. And are you fully ejected from the Myrtle mayhem? Have you been ejected from the mayhem? Did that oh, Bronco no. buck you or are you I, just, uh, are you in and out? Uh, you know, I retire in two years. So I might be able to to come back full time after that. But now I don't think I'm gone forever, but uh, certainly not this year, probably not next year, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Myrtle does take a toll on you, right? Yes, it does. We we can go into why uh, I left uh, a little bit later. Okay. Well, listen, I'm just going to bring it up. You were mentioned in another episode. There was some sort of a swimming incident that you're infamous for. Do you uh do you want to just tell us do you want to give us your side of the story before we hear it from somebody else? I haven't I think somebody mentioned it but we haven't really heard the story yet. So do you want to tell us what the heck happened? Why were you swimming? I think it was swimming naked. Yeah, so we're uh hanging out at the pool. Uh that was part of the house that we're in. It was a small pool. There's about 6 of us drinking beers and somebody had the smart idea of, "Hey, let's see who can swim back and forth underwater the most laps." And so a couple guys gave it a try and uh, I'm a really competitive guy and Eric Greener, who is by far the best athlete in the best shape of all the golfers there, put up a mark of five back-to-back laps. I went and I got five. Uh, and the whole time I'm thinking I can do better, but I'm wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> I mean, my the pockets, pockets. gathering water while I'm swimming. <laughs> And, you know, if I got a chance to win, I'm going to seize it. And so I took off my clothes. I was naked. And I started swimming. And what was uh, funny is I'm underwater and I'm just giving it everything I can to win this race. And I'm swimming by Ken Preeti. And I'm probably about a foot away from him, two feet away from him. Remember, it's a small pool. And I hear him this scream like a little girl. Ah, me. <laughs> and. I can hear it crystal clear underwater while I'm trying to break this record. I started laughing underwater. Anyways, I finished at six, so so I won. I mean, I should be so lucky that I could touch him with my appendage uh, from a foot away. Uh, 
So but, you want to be clear that it was it was a finger or an arm or a leg that it was. Skin. I don't think I touched it with anything. <laughs> but then, of course, and like this is something like out of a movie when it's all over, and I go to get my shorts, they're gone, and then I look, and my towel's <laughs> gone. So I have to run into the house, my hand covering my private, stripping all over the house. Actually, it wasn't my whole arm covering my privates. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, the guys never let me live that down, you know, where, why are you skinny dipping? Uh, yeah. So it was a good time. Good time. Um, oh, touched me. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I, I forgot that, that, uh, Ken claimed to have been touched. <laughs> uh, and then somebody took the shorts, huh? I mean, yeah. that, you couldn't, you couldn't have done that math before you took them. No, I know. I guess that was Dave Dwyer. I'm just guessing. <laughs> uh, well, we may have to do an emergency addendum. I may have to have Dwyer on for another uh, spot. Let's see. So, all right. So, so you're you are uh, all right. That's that that explains the story of the of the swimming naked guy Myrtle. As a guy who's been, and a guy who's taken some years off from this trip. Give me a little perspective on what makes Myrtle Mayhem special. Um, I mean, all the guys have talked about this. It's really getting back together with uh, friends that you've had for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Longer than that, 45 years for us. Yep. Um, and you were all getting at an age where, you know, we don't keep in contact with each other as much. So that that's a huge part of it. Uh, and Al talked about Saturday night being really the great night uh, because of that. Um, so, uh, you know, listening to these podcasts cast and, and watching Al's Mr. Myrtle uh, memes come out, you know, makes me really uh, hunger to get back. Uh, you know, but I needed to take some time off for a couple of reasons. And so I, I was one of the OGs and I went for, I don't know, 12, 13 consecutive years and uh, by the end, uh, the number one reason I left really could be summed up in probably uh, two words. Your CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd wake up, every, I'd be stuck in the same room as you. And every night I wake up, they get us getting molested by Darth Vader. I mean. <laughs> Zach's bringing yeah. the funny tonight. I can't believe it. But yeah. wait a second. Those last few years, I thought I was in a solo room. Was I, am I wrong about yeah, that? Yeah, the last year, but I was already emotionally scarred. So <laughs> you still can't watch Star Wars, right? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, as you know, I'm really competitive, and yet I'm by far the worst golfer out there every year. And because it's a team event, I just knew that I was always leaving, leading, uh, um, letting my team behind, uh, letting them down. Uh, and as a result, um, you know, that was rough on me. But the other reason is I go out hard the first two days of drinking and dipping and smoking and golf and lap swimming. And uh, <laughs> the last two days I would get sick and uh, curmudgeonly and I wasn't having as much fun and I knew I wasn't as much fun to be around. So, uh, you, you know, you take all those together and I decided, you know, let's take a couple years off and then come back. But yeah, like I yeah. said, I'm, I'm start, I'm missing it. And lucky. Uh, I think we're all lucky enough that we get a couple of other chances a year to, to uh, catch up. Right. Cause if that yeah, was oh, the yeah. only time of the year, I think, 
you know, it's one of the big deals, right? One of the reasons why everybody's willing to sacrifice and make the trip down there because we want to be able to keep the connections. But you're, you know, we're fortunate that I get to see you a couple of times a year. And uh, I think most of the other guys do too. So yeah, that's um, awesome perspective there on, on, on the, you know, somebody who's been and somebody who's, who's not gone. Um, we've, I, I, I know I heard from Dave, but can you give us the memories of the early years? Um, I know we, they talked a lot about poker and a lot yeah. about uh, sleeping bags, things like that. So, <clears throat> I can't remember. It was ocean something, uh, ocean stayed, lakes, ocean lakes. We stayed that first year or three. I don't know. Tiny little place. At least the first year was tiny. And it's funny, there was something about that place that there is a rumor that like the owner who uh, lent it to Danny Marsh like was accused of murder of his sister or something like that. Uh, and we were all joking about like, he's going to come back to the murder scene. We didn't know where it happened. Is this a true or, story? This is yeah. legit? Yeah, I mean, it's something really nefarious like that but i can't remember and i'm sure dave will be able to you know tell us exactly what happened but there was a murder or a kidnapping associated with either that place or the owner of that place and so that was just like the just the beginning of the backdrop uh, and so we're <laughs> in a tiny little place and it, uh, the sleeping arrangements are crazy i was sleeping out in 40 degrees on the deck um poker was everything and, you know, this is something that we all forget is, you know, the last 10 years of Myrtle, there are nights where we'll stay out to like two, three o'clock at night, drinking, going out to bars all night and then getting up, you know, eight in the morning and then golfing. And we're like, man, man, how were some of us able to do that? But we forgot that back in the day, we play poker almost every night till three, four the, at night. And then we were so stupid, we would book 8 a.m. tee-off times. Right. right. We were working on two, three hours every night those first few years before we wisened up with our, you know, with age. Um, Poker was nothing like it is today. Um, You know, we play about five, six different types of games, whether it was... uh, uh, follow the queen or five card stud or Omaha, you know, we could go on and on. And then Dave Dwyer, that motherfucker introduced <laughs> burn man. And that was the crack cocaine of, <laughs> po- uh, of, you know, card playing for the next 10 years ruined it. We didn't play anything after that. He was like the, the kingpin pin drug dealer breaking out, uh, Burn Man, which for the listeners is basically a variation on guts. Uh, and it's just all or nothing. And you can lose it all, win it all, just a flip of the coin or uh, the flip of the card. Um, kitty has claws. That <laughs> is explain the kitty has claws. So in uh guts, if you go in and you win, I don't can't remember all the rules, and you beat whoever's going against you, then you have to beat a kitty, which is a dummy hand. So not only do you have to beat the other person with the best hand in the group, you got to beat this dummy hand. And sometimes we'd give the kitty, which is the dummy hand, claws, meaning it got an extra card. 
So okay. your best seven cards has to be the dummy hand with eight cards. And that damn kitty uh, got me every time. <laughs> um, did you take did you take a uh, vicious beating in Burn Man one time? Was yeah, there... well, the first time uh, introduced to it, I think it was, yeah. Uh, I just kept staying in. And you got to be smart and get out. Uh, I lost a couple hundred, uh, which... You know, nowadays isn't a big deal, but back then, uh, uh, that was a beat down. And honestly, I've never recovered. Before before the introduction of Burn Man, I would say that I would be considered, along with Alan Evans, one of the top two consistent poker players. And we've been playing poker since high school. Right, right, right. right. Um, you know, I would never lose money coming out of a night. I'd usually win, you know, 20, 30 bucks, not be the top winner. Kind of like Al, but once Burn Man was introduced, uh, you know, it just ate my soul, and uh, I uh, <laughs> I have bec- been a crappy poker player ever since. I lost my mojo. <laughs> thanks, Dave Dwyer. <laughs> thanks for taking. <laughs> thanks for stealing my joy, Dave Dwyer. Do you ever play? Do you ever play poker in um, casinos in AC or Vegas or anything? No, I don't. Uh, I can't remember last time I was in a casino. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm not I you. can't either two weeks ago. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the only reason you can't remember is because you're drinking too much. <laughs> well, that's not true. I don't drink it. You know that. Um, all right. That's, you know, so one other thing. I haven't really talked about this, I don't think, much with any of the guests. But I fly every year because I think I come from significantly the farthest away from Myrtle Beach. Um, you... You drive every year, right? Do you make the trip? How far of a trip is that? You live up near D.C. area, right? Yeah. So, well, in the beginning, I would drive all the way down with usually one other or two other guys uh, or drive down, meet the guys in Richmond and then head down. But then I got smart and started um, driving down the night before, spending the night in Richmond and then taking the shorter what is it four or five probably four hour drive from richmond uh to myrtle beach yeah so uh from whittle it down from seven to four hours by doing that because richmond getting out of work fighting 95 traffic heading down would always take two to three hours um so you would I know in the early years, you you always did the drive yourself, right? So any funny stories from the drive down? Any terrible stories from the drive down? You know, they're pretty un, you know, unremarkable. Um, you know, no blown tires or anything. Uh, but, you know, the, one of the first years, it may have been the first year, we're pulling into Myrtle or getting really close to Myrtle. We probably had about 30 minutes left. And somebody said, hey, Dave, that box of Liddy, Little Debbie, uh, Little Debbies, you know, the mm-hmm. little pies. Yeah, yeah. I bet you can't finish those before we get to the house. And that dumbass <laughs> takes up the bet. It was like we all threw in. We all threw in like five boxes, a car full of people. And he downed an entire box of Little Debbie cream pies uh, in 30 minutes and uh yeah, that, I mean, can you imagine trying to drink beer that night no. after doing that? Yeah, so that that was one of the funnier, more disgusting uh, uh, moments of the drive down. 
Well, the only thing that disgusts me is the drinking beer later on. A, a box of Little Debbie's, I call that breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I could absolutely get after that, depending. Star Crunch, maybe a Swiss cake roll. I would, I would work that down. <laughs> All right. Uh, nicknames, do you have any? Yeah, uh, basically I go by nuts. Nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, no particular reason for that. Uh, not, that's yeah. not related to the swim? No. <laughs> that would make sense. That would be a good one. Uh, you know, I used to fancy myself the keeper of nicknames. Like, I would give, like, I would anoint the nickname for uh, um, uh, when it was... Uh, brought up but uh it's funny most of the nicknames that people have today i didn't give them uh, i didn't give you jack package uh that which is one of my favorite nicknames uh, it kind of captures your bravado and your you know the gravitas and larger than life mystique that you have down there uh i I'm, i may have given um silent bear that nickname um i'm not <laughs> okay. certain but, um, oh my goodness, Tom McCann, yeah, yeah uh, Tim McCann, Tim McCann. Tim McCann, Silent Bear is one of my favorite nicknames. Huge yeah, it's good. guy, tall, wide, and uh, quiet <laughs> as the church mouse. Uh, but my favorite, which I know I gave, was uh, Ken Preeti, the splinter. Uh, <laughs> because I love Ken Preeti to death. Uh, he's one of my favorite people to hang out with. But down in Myrtle... He is 100% a-hole. He comes out first day, Kenny. Day one, Kenny. <laughs> first day, Kenny. And you don't, you can't go the next three days going 10 <laughs> minutes about hearing him bragging about that opening day. Everything that comes out of his mouth gets under your skin. <laughs> hey, bitch, where's my toast? I mean, <laughs> everything. Um, you take first day Kenny away and, uh, it's a totally different him. But so I was like, God, Myrtle Kenny is a splinter under everybody's skin out of Myrtle. I he is one of my favorite human beings. That's so funny. Um, we got, uh, does Denora have a nickname? Yeah. He's the so. iron giant. Oh, he's the iron giant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Got I think you guys started calling him the giraffe or something the baby because, giraffe. Of putt, because of his putting style, which is really <laughs> disturbing. Just disturbing. It is disturbing for a grown man to putt. <laughs> he putts with like a four-year-old's putter from that was stolen from like a, a putt-putt somewhere. Putt. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> my my two-year-old granddaughter could putt with that. Uh, you got Silent Bear. You got Jack Package. You got Splinter. Does yeah. Evans have a nickname? Uh, he's always Big Al. Big Al. Yeah, just Big Al. Yeah, he, you know, it's kind of like his personality, kind of understated. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not hysterical. There's no bravado. It's just Big Al. Yeah. Just Big Al. What, Kelleher? Kelleher was, uh, well, Mikey. And then at the beginning, I don't think anybody calls him this anymore, is King Kong Kelleher. Because, <laughs> because Kong he was a big hitter. And that was the only thing he could do, was just hit the ball far. Uh, yep. but I don't think that's stuck with him. I think he's just Mikey now. Um, Dirty Water is a great nickname for Hardiman. Um, uh, trying to think some of the others. You got uh, the Crample, the, the, the Crample, uh, Dave, 
Does he have a nickname? Julie? Well, Julie, but also uh, another one that people forget is Frenchie. Um, <laughs> what was that? Why Why did we call him Frenchie? I forget. I want. I can't remember. I don't know if like one of his ancestors was, you know, taken advantage of by a Frenchman. And so they, <laughs> they're all like French or what the deal was. Uh, but... The Frenchman. I mean, uh, there's some connection between him and France, and it goes back to like somebody figured it out back in like high school. And so he was called Frenchie for a long time, but nobody uses that anymore. He's just Julie. We may have to break that out when we're down there this year. What about Rick Moran? Oh, Vegas. Vegas. I mean, he gives the uh, uh, – predictions uh he gives the odds for all the matches and what's crazy is he ruins the whole trip for me because he's always right so day one you know who's gonna win you know who's gonna win every day i I don't know about that we're gonna he's too good i'm sure dave dreyer has all the stats to show how i need to see that yeah vegas is but it seems to me like he was always getting it right so i mean it's pretty simple just always vote against sacks and you're you're pretty safe well, that would be a safe. That would have been a safe strategy for many years. Yeah, uh, package the last few years you could bet against, but uh, I don't know it's about that. I have to see some, a lot of times. Yeah, I'd like to see some statistics on the on the Vegas uh, results. I don't know that he's as good as you think. Uh, who are we forgetting? I don't want to forget anybody, but uh, it's hard to do it off the top of my head. I should have some yeah. notes. You know, a professional podcaster would have a few notes. Who's the worst drunk at Myrtle? Uh, well, he's not with us any longer. I mean, he's alive, but he's just not at Myrtle. <laughs> he sounded, it sounded like he was dead. Uh, oh, that had to be Rick Markell. Rick Markell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one time he was so drunk on the course because of all the shotgun mulligans. Playing with he me. He yeah. laid down on the green and started yeah. rolling around. Yeah. He swung and fell, and then I had to pick him up and fire him and carry him back to the golf cart. That was a true story. And, and he, didn't he crap himself at one point? Or the oil <laughs> was leaking? <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of want- involved there. I don't, you know, I, I don't know uh, if we uh, how much we want to reveal there, but leaking oil—that's what that is. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He, he, I was his partner. He asked me to check him to see if this leaking oil. He thought he shit himself. He was so uh, <laughs> He showed up once with the uh, uh, Jets uh, mohawk. <laughs> you remember yeah. that? Yeah, that's right. He shaved his head, and came in with a full blown mohawk. Yeah, he's I mean, also I, I, he's I also on the receiver. Listen, I really like the guy. Great guy. Great guy. But, man, uh, he could not handle his booze. <laughs> he's, he's also the guy on the receiving end of the hot dog incident. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which, by the way, I was not there for, and I actually don't know the whole story, so I'm looking forward to a future podcast when you uh, bring that up. You know, we haven't we – have done it yet and i can't figure out how i want to do it i keep do i want to get ricky and ricky together do i want to put them both like on the screen together and and have them go (laughs) over it do i find out who was in the van i was in the van but i'm the host i don't want to talk about it i don't know Uh, i'm just throwing them under the bus i'm not sure if rick markell's gonna want to be on the podcast he doesn't know anything about this podcast that's hysterical all right who's the best drunk 
Uh, oh, it's got to be Hardiman. I mean, he's just the typical Boston drunk, but it's so funny. He's just a walking cliche when he's drunk. <laughs> Another guy who's absolutely awesome. He's actually one of I joke that, you know, sometimes Myrtle brings up the worst qualities in some people, and sometimes it brings out the best. And I always felt like Rick was the funniest he's, he's ever going to be when he's at Myrtle. Yeah. And Hardiman is the funniest and most likable he's ever going to be. He's probably a total a-hole away from Myrtle. But I <laughs> love that guy to death there. That's funny. Um, Dave referenced you as being possibly the smartest guy on the trip. Ooh, but he said that you do some of the dumbest shit he's ever seen. What's the yeah. dumbest thing you've ever done down there? I don't know if there's like, well, we've already talked about me using a trash can liner as a place to store my keys and the end result there. Uh, you know, me taking up karaoke down at Myrtle uh, is not a smart move. Uh, so that was Scotty's karaoke night. We're mm -hmm. all there. And I decided to uh, sing Born to be Wild, which is the only song that I know all the words to. And I just remember going up there singing and the look on the patrons faces, it was kind of like a cross between amusement and fear. Um, and then when I got off, I was like, hey, Dave, how was it? And he's like, well, you had a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> I remember those are his words. Uh, yeah, I certainly not a singer. Um I you think know, you have the voice of an angel. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other things are things that I just do often. Like, I don't think I've ever gone two rounds of golf without leaving one of my clubs behind. So <laughs> going to hole number nine and realizing I don't have my seven club any longer and, and I've left it behind. And then, of course, trying to call behind to get somebody to pick it up. But um, unfortunately, I was always in the last pairing. So I'd have to run back to the previous <laughs> That's true. Uh, hole. I've seen that um, done several times. Another one was, um, I forget how many strokes I've taken all the time. Like, I will finish up a hole. What'd you shoot, Sax? A four. No, I think it was a mm. six, Aaron. Uh, what are you lying, Aaron? A three. No, I think it's a five. <laughs> don't you remember that shot you took out of the woods? No, I don't remember that. I mean, I felt bad because everybody I was playing against thought I was cheating, and I wanted to say, no, I'm just stupid. I'm not cheating. I just can't remember. The whole, point, the whole point of golf is to remember how many strokes you Yeah, made. and I can't. I, it got to the point, and I think you were there, uh, at the last time we played, I would walk up to the tee box, and I'd say, hitting one. And, just, and I'd do that out loud so I could remember. And then then you uh, hit another from the tee box and say hitting two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another really stupid thing. Uh, Omega House. I may have been the only person in the history of the Omega House to order a spinach omelet. Um, yeah. I can only imagine what that can looked like that they got that spinach from. <laughs> they probably borrowed it from Popeye uh, back in 1940. I mean, just... And I remember I'm eating the omelet and the egg is hot. The omelet is hot and the goopy spinach was freezing cold. <laughs> yes. Brutal. 
Omega uh, Pancake House. They left me behind. Left me behind at, um, <laughs> well, uh, we may, we may get into that here in a little yeah. bit, so don't go too much. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other dumb shit that I want. What about you're going on a golf trip? Have you, have you ever showed up with a golf ball in your fucking bag? <laughs> no. So I I go through so many golf balls. Uh, I mean, I'm not lying, and anybody can verify this. Probably my first 10 years of, of Myrtle, I would go through in 18 holes, probably 15 to 25 golf balls. And they'd all end up in the woods or all end up in the water. Um, you know, I, I always prided myself on the fact that even though I was a shitty golfer, as a fast golfer. So if I hit the ball in the woods, I'm not going to waste anybody's time trying to look for that golf ball. I'm just getting on a new one. I'll take the st penalty stroke. Uh, there's no way you're finding that ball. It's 50 yards into the woods. Um, so I'm, I had a choice. I could either spend a fortune on golf balls or I could get Dave Dwyer to give me all those golf balls, used golf balls that he gathers up over an entire year of golf that he pulls out of ponds and puddles and woods. And he's not going to ever use again because they're scuffed up. But he's like, hell, I'll save these for sacks. And um, sure enough, every year I'd show up down there and he would uh, give me a big old bag of golf balls. I get I got a little better over the years and those would last me. So, yeah, I just want to repeat that this man went on a golf trip for 13 years <laughs> and I don't think he ever showed up with one <laughs> golf ball. Didn't you show up one year without a putter? Yes, Was I've that done you? that. Now I have three. <laughs> magically, I have three putters now. I don't golf, and I have three putters. Somebody One year I showed up, it. and I didn't have oh, I didn't have uh, any golf shirts. So uh, McCann gave me his, which is comical in itself when you think about McCann and his size, and then me right. wearing his on the golf course. So uh, hysterical. Yeah. What's the worst part of your golf game? Um, my short game. I mean, I can, I can four putt the hell out of a golf course. Uh, just brutal. Um, if I am like three feet off the green and I just got a little, little chip it onto it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've worm burned it across the green <laughs> and 40 feet past it. Um, yeah, my short game never got any better, but uh, over the years, um, and you, Probably saw a little bit of this the last time we went out. Uh, my driver had gotten a little more consistent, and I'd occasionally hit uh, an outstanding, you know, fairway shot. But my short game is just brutal. That's awesome because that's just the the most horrific part of your game to be bad. I mean, when, when you <laughs> exactly. finally get close, right, you finally right. get close, and you're like, "All right, we can let's end this misery," and then you. Top one into the into the drink. Uh, what's your favorite memory of Myrtle? I, I, I was going to ask you too, but we're running long on time. What's your favorite memory? Um, probably last year when I wasn't there, and I heard that you guys blew the biggest lead in Myrtle history. Because at that moment, I realized that I was not the curse. 
No. Ken Creedy was the curse the entire time. No, I think and, it's me. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I could have been 10 and 2 in my career if if Dave Dwyer would have picked me as his last pick. But no, right? it was always Ken Preeti, and yeah. we'd always lose. Um, no, nah, I'm joking. Uh, no, nah, I would. I was the reason why uh, my record is something like two and twelve in the years that I was there. Um, man, that torrential rains. Who's the, who's the golfer that owns the golf uh, course down there? He's the drunk Daily golfer. Wicked Stick. Wicked, yeah, John Wicked Daly. Stick. God, were you with us the year the? Torrential downpour, and we're playing through it. It's like that old man from Caddyshack. Yeah, no, I wasn't there. I don't think that year. Oh, it, I mean, it, I it got so bad nobody could grip their clubs. And I can't believe they kept us on the course. And I would I wrapped a towel around the handle of my clubs and swung my golf club with the towel around it, um, so that I wouldn't lose. A grip, and, <laughs> and it um, was the best boy all day. <laughs> no, all I remember is we played the front nine, and there was talk about whether we should play the back nine or not. And I thought, you know, I was playing against uh, Mike Kelleher, and we were down like a hole. And I was just like, let's play the back nine because that pretty boy is gonna crumble once he really starts feeling miserable. Uh, I'm gonna gut it out, and unfortunately, no, we called it after nine, and. We did. Shocker. I don't remember that. Uh, I lost. Shocker. Hey, uh, down in Myrtle, there's smokers are a big deal down there. Can you talk about the cigar smokers versus the cigarette smokers? You don't necessarily have to reveal names because I'm not sure that everybody's a year-round smoker. I, I am admittedly a chimney when it comes to cigars. How about the uh, what? How important is smoking down there? Yeah, well, you know what? We all do some stuff that we don't do normally. Um, and, you know, it's it's a great getaway. So, um, yeah, we're all partaking in tobacco in one form or another. So, um, yeah, I don't think anybody's hiding anything here. As far, So you have really th uh, three options. You got cigarettes, you got cigars, and you got chewing tobacco. So uh, as far as the chewing tobacco, de definitely me. Dave Dwyer. Um, we might be the only ones who dip down there. And once again, the only time I dip all year is down there. Uh, then you've got your cigarette smokers uh, down there. It would be me, uh, Ken Preeti, and oh, Denora and his burners. Uh, <laughs> everybody else is a cigar smoker except... Evans. I don't think Evans does any tobacco products. Uh, has he? Have you ever seen him with a cigar in his mouth? Isn't he like that Todd Marinovich? He's never even eaten a cheeseburger or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Alice, what are he, those guys, right? He's the guy that shows up to work with half a sandwich. Half a sandwich, right? Yeah, 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 raw yeah. vegetables and and cottage cheese. Yeah, exactly. That's Alan Evans. It's not a coincidence that he's the one who is not aged and is the best shape <laughs> and is kicking all our asses right now. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out, looking back after fifty-two years of hindsight, it's it's actually true. You can eat yourself healthy. Yeah, he's going to live to one hundred and ten. I I would not disagree with that. All right, we're, me, me and you, not so much. I'm I'm I got one foot in the grave and the other foot on a <laughs> banana peel. 
<laughs> All right, it's 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 time for our final segment. We're going to do our my on the range segments, the word association. I'm going to throw some things out at you. A couple of these things I had written down for you, you've already kind of touched on. But before we get started, so this won't be part of this is not official. But explain the fucking keys in a trash bag in your in your words, because I know Dave did a great job. But Jesus Christ, how did that happen? I don't need to add anything. I thought I was being smart. I mean, it was stupid. Uh, I thought I was being smart. I'm bringing all my items together in a bag so they don't get all separated and all over the room and lost. The problem is <laughs> I used a basic trash can liner as the bag. So <laughs> when it came time to for everybody to clean up on the day that we leave, everybody's just grabbing trash bags and stuff and throwing <laughs> them away. And mine got thrown away. Yeah, dumb move. It wasn't. The, it wasn't. It wasn't your finest moment, um, Eric Gruner. Oh my goodness! Uh, for the longest time, the only person in the history of uh, Myrtle who is worse than me. Oh, and by the way, one of the greatest moments ever. What's Remember that? when he hit the golf girl on the side of the head <laughs> when he was skiing off? I wasn't there. Oh, what did oh, he do? <laughs> so Gruner was a terrible golfer, much like myself. He's teeing off. There's this beautiful uh, uh, beer cart girl, and she stops like they often do when they don't want to distract you when you're hitting. She is perpendicular to him. So she is safe. In He's 100% every world safe. Except for Gruner's bizarro golf world. <laughs> he takes a full swing, nips it off the head of his club. It goes <laughs> perpendicular, hits the golf cart, hits her in the side of the head. Fortunately, she was wearing sunglasses. So the side of her head, the 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 uh the side of the glasses, it hit, broke the glasses. Um, she was in shock, but thank God the glasses actually protected her and the fact that it was a ricochet. Um, but we're like, how the hell do you hit a shot that goes 90 degrees from you? Um you know, we were laughing hysterically, and this poor girl is like, <laughs> she could have been killed. It was crazy. Crazy. That's not a joke. The lady could have been killed. That is not yeah, a joke. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, he uh, dropped out early. Great guy. And uh, we, uh, you know, he was a guy we've known since our 20s, uh, living a great life as a, uh, he, you know, he lives on a ranch now, basically, his wife, kids, and uh, raising horses. It's awesome. Great guy. I miss Eric Gruner and uh, don't stand perpendicular to him when he's on the tee box, I guess is the lesson I miss there. his golf because this is the only time I'd win. I got, uh, I talked to Al and we asked him this and I'm going to ask you the same thing. My boss at work thinks that it needs to be a movie. I don't know how much you want to say, but scavenger hunt. Probably the most, uh, memorable moments of my life, uh, especially high school years, uh, Thousands of dollars worth of damage, front page of the newspaper, people arrested. And knowing that we played an integral part of that was uh, legendary. And having, I mean, I think you were the one who said, hey, like four years later, kids are coming up to me and saying, hey, did you graduate in 87? Were you part of, of the scavenger hunt? 
uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it lives in lore. Um, no, it was a great, great time. Uh, you know, too bad we got busted. Too bad we got busted. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fun night though, wasn't it? Yes, it was. All right. Next one. I'm going to say JMU. Oh, Dukes, Dukes. Uh, so, uh, I graduated from high school, got into a couple schools, and I was gonna go to J- to Virginia Tech. Uh, that's where my girlfriend at the time was going. And I remember you came up to me, and of course, uh, John, you're one of my all t- you're one of my best friends, known you since like fourth, third grade. And you're like, Sax, don't go to JM, don't go to Tech. You're gonna break up with her in the first year, and then what are you gonna do? Let's go to JMU. We'll continue playing poker chase girls. I mean, let's just continue to live the life. And uh, (laughs) that actually, you know, that shows the mentality of an 18 year old. I was like, that sounds like a good thing. I'm going to go to JMU. I I never even toured the school. I just accepted it basically on your suggestion and uh, loved every minute of it and really enjoying their uh, uh, sports dominance the last couple of years and looking uh, forward to uh, Sunbelt years. Maybe we should split a, uh, a season tickets for football. Yeah, my job now, I'm off every Saturday, so I can maybe uh, make a couple of games. That's fantastic. But uh, those were good years, man. They really were. All right. Going back to the JMU years, we're going to need the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cleanliness was never one of my strengths or the strengths of anybody I've ever lived with. And I had roommates in college that I basically stuck with for all four, five years. Uh, and, uh, when we moved out of one of the, uh, townhouses we were in, uh, in the ma- the maid service came in to clean the place because we're finally leaving. Uh, they opened up the oven and this woman looks at the inside of the oven <laughs> looks at me and said, you ever clean this oven? You ever put it on clean mode? And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. She goes, it's obvious. And she's like, Ethel, we're going to need a hammer. (laughs) Oh, that's still Uh, one of the great, great lines from an old lady I've ever heard. All right. (laughs) Last, (laughs) last story I want to hear. Guys. Don't leave me. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so those first couple of years, I mean, we went to the Me- Omega house uh, at, for breakfast, like every freaking breakfast. And the, the thing is, is that it was terrible. The food was atrocious, but we went out of a sense of obligation. And also, honestly, there weren't that many options. Uh, anyways, and usually you got to drop a deuce even before you walk out of there. It was so bad. <laughs> And so uh, I told, and I can't remember who I told. I'm sure it was Ken, Preeti, or Dave. Maybe me. I got to go to the bathroom. I don't know how long this is going to be. Just don't leave without me. So I go to the bathroom. It's probably in there 10 minutes. Come out. Crickets. Everybody's gone. Everybody's (laughs) left. It's, you know, eight to 12 guys gone. I was like, that motherfucker. What was my last words to him? Don't leave without me. So I call. um, And. You know, probably 30, 40 minutes later, I get picked up because none of them wanted to go back to pick my ass up. Uh, and I so I know where I ranked in Myrtle. Uh, yeah. So finally, somebody probably drew the short straws like, oh, let's go get back to get sacks. And 
Uh, the sad got... part about it, the sad, the saddest part about it is that as a group of friends, it'd be funny as shit if we pranked you and did that. We actually no. just forgot you. <laughs> totally forgot me. Yeah. Yeah. Made it all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. It's too much. All right, buddy. Listen, we're clocking in at 47 minutes here. I appreciate it. Uh, you are one of my dearest friends. You will be missed this year in Myrtle. Uh, but get yourself, uh, you know, a couple of years off and maybe you'll come back. By the way, what I saw of that golf game the last time I saw it, you're ready to come back. So, hey, when I retire in two years, what else am I going to do? I got to play right. some golf. Uh, look out, look out. Hey, it All was right. great being on the show and reliving the memories and uh, keep up the good work and uh, good luck. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, you're not on Kenny's team this year, are you? I am. Yeah, we're in big uh, trouble. You're, you're fucked. Yeah, I'm All fucked. Right. right. Hey, so but one <laughs> one call out, Dave Dwyer. Aaron retires in two years, so start saving golf balls. <laughs> 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 All right, buddy. I wish I was going to see you next week, but we'll we'll Facetime you or something from down there. Thanks for being on the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening to Daily Mayhem. Uh, follow us on Twitter, The Daily Mayhem 1. Appreciate you all for listening. Thanks, Aaron Sachs. Wonderful guest. Appreciate it. Have a great night, Aaron. Thank you. Right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>